Hello, and welcome to Unrequested with Rad and Shank. I'm Rad. The Shank. <laughs> hey, just a warning. That's what it was in last what? week's episode is um, my voice was cracking or something. Okay. I think that's what it was. So my voice is going to crack here and there. So don't, I mean, you can laugh. I, <laughs> laughter's good. But just, just so you know, I'm still like, I don't know, man. I think it's like shouting during classes and everything, my voice. So Jennifer's been laughing at me all week because it just oh. comes. So if if it happens, just so you're aware. That's, that's what it is. So, hey, we are uh, having a couple's episode this week, right? Mm-hmm. So this is exciting because we haven't been able to get Angie in the studio for a while. So uh, we got Angie in the house. Angie, say hi. Hey. All right. Hey. Of course, we got. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Clear your throat. <clears throat> <clears throat> what up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> As always, we've got Jennifer DeRusso. Say hi. Hey. And in this episode, what we decided we were going to talk about was diet. Now, we're going to talk about diet, and I want to be clear about a few things up front. As far as my, not my philosophy, but just the facts about diet. So we're going to talk about diets, but in general, it's actually diet. And now, the problem with my problem with it is something I read a while back, and that Diet has become synonymous with like an alternative means or eating regimen, right? An alternative eating regimen. So if I'm paleo, that is the diet I'm on, right? So when you're on a diet, it's it's almost negative. Like, oh, she's on a diet. They're on a diet, right? Mm. The truth is any way you eat is a diet. Mm -hmm. So the problem is the word diet has kind of just been, again, become synonymous with some alternate eating regimen. Mm -hmm. When if you have a poor diet, like you eat shit. You have a poor diet. That is your diet. Oh, you right? feel so. You're, so, so let's just be clear. You're always on a diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when people look at other people, oh, no, 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 we're all on some kind of diet. Right? So right. the question becomes, what kind of diet should you be on? Mm-hmm. Now, there's very various uh, things that take us in these different directions. Uh, we, we were talking earlier, and we'll bring this up as well. There's philosophical diets, right? And there's just uh, bio, body chemistry kind, kind of diet. So. Mm-hmm. What something that works for one person won't work for another person. Mm. You know, I, I try to tell people what we do, what Jennifer and I did or what Jennifer did when she lost her 80 pounds or what, you know, what works for us. And then they'll do it. But again, unsupervised. That's let me be clear. I have very strong opinions about diet because as in, in the profession that I'm in, sometimes I get blowback from people um, when they're not getting the results they want. And I'm like, mm. I have to be honest and be like, well, I'm not in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, thing, so with clients, I'm very blunt where I say, okay. I promise you an increase in your fitness. But as far as the weight loss, I can't control that because I'm not in your kitchen. And I'm sorry, people lie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Shay turned us on to this show called uh, Secret Eaters. Mm. Have you ever watched it? No. No. If you're listening and if you guys want to, you go on YouTube and it's it's called Secret Eaters. And, it's, and what it is is what I always say in a podcast and in life I always say this. You can convince yourself of anything. I don't know if people generally are lying on mm-hmm. purpose I think partially they are, Mm -hmm. but the other part of it is they've convinced themselves. No, I don't eat any of that stuff. I am eating healthy. I am doing Mm. things because maybe they do a few things and they feel like that's enough or they don't acknowledge the little cheat things that they do. Mm -hmm. But in this show, they have the interviews and these people are like fully convinced and they're like convict. They have conviction. They're like, no, this is how I eat. I don't Mm -hmm. drink any uh, soda. I don't do anything. I'm doing everything I can and nothing's working. And so then they have private investigators follow them around for a week mm. and they have secret camera footage and they follow them and it, and they always catch them eating thousands of calories behind the scenes. And then they bring them into a room a week later and they say, let me show you something. And they open the door 
and they they have it all laid out on the table, everything they ate for the week. Oh my gosh, this Whoa. reminds me of cheaters. It's just like that. <laughs> and so then it's like, and then it's eye opening, and they always have a breakdown because yeah. they, whether they chose to lie, which to some extent they did, because yeah. you knew yeah. you hit the McDonald's drive through window. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you may have convinced yourself that it wasn't that bad. And somewhere, some 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 way, somehow. The lies you were telling yourself, you convinced yourself of. And the mind, the mind is powerful, and you can convince yourself of anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like a harsh reality. Like, no, this mm-hmm. is the life you're actually living, mm-hmm. right? So I tell you that story to say kind of that, that that's, that's where when I try to help people and tell them what I do, I can't trust that they're actually following what I'm saying. Like when we talk about intermittent fasting, and you sat on a, a seminar that I did. Remember a virtual seminar mm-hmm. I, I did? Um, you were on it. Oh, yes, yes. And I gave all the facts and science behind intermittent fasting and how it worked. And that's actually how Jennifer lost her 80 pounds. And it's how I did not, I was not trying to lose weight. And I, I got a little skinnier than I liked. So I had to kind of up my calorie intake. Cause, right. um, but people were like, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. And I'm like, then when I start asking them, you know, probing questions, then the facts come out. Well, no, I guess I do actually eat this in the morning or I Mm -hmm. drink this in the morning. Well, then you're not sticking to the fast. Mm. So it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's hard to really guide people because at the end of the day, it it, it falls on them. Right. So then there's not just, uh, so it's, uh, accountability. Mm. Okay. Your ability to uh, guide yourself through what 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 the diet or the regimen you're trying, and then number two is uh, body chemistry, because now let's say you're doing it exactly the way I told you, right? But your body doesn't react the way mine does to that diet, mm. right? And that happens. That's oh true. yeah, right. You you go paleo and you're like, this is the truth. The paleo did this for me. Well, I did paleo and I gained weight, right? You mm. know, so it's. I didn't gain. I do paleo, so I <laughs> I didn't gain weight. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So one thing may work for someone, but it doesn't work for you due to whatever True, uh, right. genetics, through uh, your ethnicity or body chemistry, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. your body doesn't react the same way that it would to someone else. So to that, I say you have to try these different eating methods to see what home, what really works for you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a lot. I covered a lot. That's six minutes of me talking. So <laughs> what, what is your, what is your thought on what I'm saying as far as let's, so we're talking about body chemistry, right? And then we're talking about accountability. Mm-hmm. So you guys aren't in my profession, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you guys are, you know, you, you have friends and you, you know, you've been like anyone else. We've all been in the ups and downs of like losing weight and gaining weight and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on those two things when it comes to diet mm. or diets? You want to go first? Are you looking at me? You want to go first? Well, I'm just, um, the only thing I was going to say was like for our situation, I, me personally, I don't do diets (laughs) because I'm not strong enough to stick to something. I'm like, if I like, it's really hard for me to do that. Um, The only thing that Justin and I do do together and then we both get different results is every year with our church, we do that fasting. Yep. The Daniel's fast is what it's called. And like this last year, like you noticed um, Justin lost 20 pounds off of it. 20 pounds. I didn't lose nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> nothing. Oh, I mean, I felt different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My body felt your moved sk- different. Your skin was amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, it still is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like in that situation, I didn't result anything from it. And it was in the Daniel's fast is more close to like a vegan diet diet yeah but without the sugar and the bread and you know obviously no meat and dairy products but it did nothing for me but for justin his body reacted differently so i've been I, meaning I totally to agree. ask you yeah. about like had you lost because we mm-hmm. i hadn't brought it up and yeah. then i had seen you and then 
it's your clothes are so baggy, remember? Yeah. And Jennifer and I were like, we should have measured you. And then <laughs> yeah. we were like, dude, step on a scale. And then I didn't believe it. Yeah. Like when he stepped on a scale, I, Jennifer was like, came out. She's like, he lost 20. I was like, nah, yeah. man. No. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? And I took you to another scale. Yeah. And I put him on another scale. And yeah. I was like, wait. And then I stood on the scale and I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah. I don't know why I just didn't. Yeah. I mean, I saw it, but it just seemed like, yeah. why wouldn't he know he lost 20 pounds? And yeah, I, know. you know, well, I think he just was kind of going with it, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm just eating. this is how we're eating. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we, we all noticed his clothes are getting baggier and I thought yeah. maybe he, you know, he, he wasn't lifting as much as okay, maybe he's losing muscle. Like right. I didn't quite register, yeah. you know? And so I, I, I am, that's interesting. Cause I meant to ask you, had you lost anything? No, nothing. Mm. And, and mm. we have a scale in our house, but it's in the, um, linen closet <laughs> so we don't take it out because for me i can be obsessive with that kind of stuff mm, yeah mm-hmm. and that's another reason why i don't do diet because i get so obsessed with the scale and um then i start questioning my worth and all that extra yeah. stuff remember it's dangerous it is very dangerous oh, yeah. for me mentally it really is but mm-hmm. yeah with the whole fasting aspect of that um, or that changing of the lifestyle, it nothing happened to me and body wise but i felt great yeah so. well you you eat you eat healthy. Uh, you know, I, we talk all the time about the meals you make and shank mm-hmm. yeah. and you, you eat healthy. And, and that said, you're, you are a foodie. I would consider you a foodie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. But you make good choices and you're, you know, still being at home, you try all these amazing recipes and you do the healthier options. So yeah. you're not, you don't do diets, but no. your diet is a healthier diet. If you, from my, from my perspective, yeah. your diet is a healthier diet. Yeah. Uh, not diets, not a, no, yeah. but mm-hmm. you're the way you eat. Yeah. Now, now is that, well, how do you, how do you make those choices? Like in the sense that you're, you're never on a diet. You don't like being on diets. Yeah. Do you just naturally, you just wired to kind of, you prefer the taste or you just, you just prefer it for yourself. Like in saying that you're not, you know, you don't do diets, yeah. you actually are a healthy eater. Yeah, I do. The only thing I do do to myself mentally is like, if Say I do I do do. I know. Shark do do do. Would you like? Would you like? Exactly. I for me, I I feel like this is bad to do this because I feel like Bo watches me. But I do manage. Like if I ate a piece of bread during the day, I won't have one until the evening. Smart. I try to manage the amount. That's probably what I do. I manage the portions yes of what i eat absolutely um, but i don't monitor like oh this is sugar yeah. or this is too much fat or greasy or whatever you naturally instinctively make I better do that. decisions yeah and that is yeah. where people want to be yeah. right mm. to what angie's saying the stress of a diet is the stress of stressing about the diet right yeah. stressing about the choices stressing you know what i mean but you have reached a point where you just naturally make decisions you know stress-free that are just healthier decisions. Oh, right? no, I stress over it. Well, yeah, when I, when I, I guess that's, yeah. yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Yeah, I made still, an assumption. <laughs> it's still not, for me, I feel like it's still not healthy because I, I, I have a view of food in such a negative light. Oh. I view it in a light of like, if I eat this, um, I'll gain weight or I won't be oh. beautiful or whatever, as opposed to it's just tough. eating food because it tastes good and right. I'm living life. So yeah. for me, it is still stressful because yeah. I'm so obsessed with how it's going to be, my body's going to change from it or whatever, yeah. as opposed to fueling it kind yeah. of thing. So. It's tough because as a, you know, and that that's that, I understand that stress level. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you, you should be able to enjoy food, right? But at the same time, the way I, 
do it when I want to get super healthy is I look at it like as fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And so it's tough, but there was something I saw. It was one of those 600-pound life shows or whatever, and the lady was kept trying to help the person saying, listen, you got to eat to live, not live to eat, mm. right? Now, that said, portions is so crucial in what you said earlier. Like, you can enjoy food, but just portion control, mm. right? To your point, like, um, I kind of do that with bread. It was like one or two slices a day, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So if I had a sandwich, I'm not going to have bread at dinner, right? you know? So yep. it's one of those things where you're still enjoying the things. You just, why do you have to have it th- bread three times a day? You don't mm. really have to, right? So, yeah. right. so that's where you can kind of alleviate the stress is just, you know, as you yeah. go, just, well, and then I can have more tomorrow. But why do I have to have several... A lot of it today, mm. right? And but it, but again, if to your point, there's a lot more mental uh, stress that kind of comes with that because if you start to look at it a certain way, and and there's a specific wording that you use that's huge, and there was something that we have to I have to tell people when it comes to the fasting and all stuff is like you have to fix your relationship with food or none of these things work. Mm. Yeah, right. So then it sounds like you're very keen, like you're very dialed into what your relationship is, um, and you have a pretty good hold on it, I would imagine. Okay. And and do you think that a part of that is because you're responsible because you do an amazing job with your son. Yeah. Do you think that part of that has gotten easier because now you feel responsible for the diet of someone else? Mm. I've, that's a good question. Actually, I feel like it's gotten worse and I think it's starting to, it, it does affect our son because mm-hmm. he's a picky eater. And oh. I think because I'm so particular on how I eat and everything, I think it's naturally transferred itself to Bo oh. and Bo is like, Super, super. He's very a pick, very picky eater, and I think that has to do with me. So those habits transferred to him. So it's good, but it, that I try to monitor that he gets a healthy diet. But right. then also, it's having a negative effect that he doesn't eat what he, yeah, what oh. he's supposed to. Because I've been, I'm inspired by the way you feed Bo. Like I, I think try. it's so cool. No, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you make everything from scratch, the, the yeah. purees, everything. You know, you. I yeah. think it's it's amazing. Yeah, and um, I I agree with everything you're saying about you know. Uh, being a picky eater but on the flip side is it bad that he's a picky eater in the sense that he doesn't like junk no he loves junk oh he won't eat the stuff that i do usually feed him got it okay eat that oh okay well then yeah that's that's well that's kids though i guess (laughs) yeah you have to go through that man sugar's amazing sugar's great (laughs) so um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess that that's a that's a good glimpse, Angie, because yeah. I saw you a different way. But we oh. don't talk about food. Yeah, I mean, you know. But the, when we talk about cooking, because we both yeah. love to cook, yeah. I'm always amazed at the way you do things. I'm like, man, you make amazing decisions, right? Yeah. And I thought that that's just like you know, this you're a happy chef, and all this is so <laughs> you know, these are easy yeah. decisions. Music when she, playing when, in the background, you, yeah, <laughs> or like. You know what I mean? But I guess yeah. there's always going to be baggage, whatever we do, right? Um, yeah. But to that to that extent, like, it's all in how you carry it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what? Where do you stand on all of this? Like, how, does food stress you out at all? Um, and, <laughs> uh, you know, and if so, in what way? Right? And she over here laughing, busting me out like, man, I think it's just eat. <laughs> you make cornbread, it's gone. <laughs> World famous. Oh, world famous. World right. famous. That's right. That I'm not going to front the, cor- the cornbread. was good when, when I made the gumbo and you brought the cornbread. Yeah, man. That was good. Man. It was bomb yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For, I think it all, you know, comes back to who you're exposed to, uh-huh. I guess. Because uh, before I met Angie, I was just kind of like a meats and potatoes kind of guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't really dive into the greens or really <laughs> even even respect the taste of like green stuff yeah. i was just like ah i mean i'm cool i'll just mm-hmm. eat this i'm young 
you know, and uh, but when I met Angie, she was the one that exposed me to a lot of different things. And I feel like with Angie, when she started to really hone into the greeneries mm-hmm. is when she fell in love with Asian food. That's her favorite mm-hmm. food. Yes. And so she experiments with all these That's like broccolis, so yeah, bok choy, <laughs> all these different salads. And um, and so I love it. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's all about who you surround yourself around. Oh, and yes. It also starts with as a kid, you know, like when I, I took my yeah. nutrition what, what class. Did you eat? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and even our pediatrician tells us this, uh, Dr. Jelnick, shout out to her. Uh, <laughs> but she was just telling us, like, yeah, it, it does matter what mm-hmm. you feed him will kind of dictate his diet in the future. Yeah. Um, obviously, people can change, yeah. you know, but you you're giving your your child like a a leg down. roadmap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to give them that roadmap. And I I do I I actually would disagree with Angie. I think she's doing fantastic with Bo. I they, will say I know, you expose <laughs> him to like a lot of different things. Yeah. And you know, Dr. Jenna, she said it's going to take like at least a couple times. But as long yeah. as you expose them to it, yeah. let them play with it. That's what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. So so Bo, he'll have like a green. Almost every night, we'll mm-hmm. try to do almost every night. However, green something, but um, he usually gravitates to the breads, and yes. but that's what Which he's comfortable. That's his that's comfort normal. food, and it's I mean, normal. Yeah. yeah, our kids did that, man. Hot dogs and macaroni. Yeah, yeah. Yes. oh yeah, that's, yeah, most, that's his jam through. right now. Yeah, Jalen lived off of that. Yeah, Nessa, <laughs> you know, like Nessa was healthier when she was a toddler. It was mm-hmm. strawberries and tomatoes and broccoli and broccoli, Aww. and then the little I the 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 really bad thing that she was obsessed with that I kept buying that Jennifer wanted me to stop was these maranchino cherries and buy by the jar oh. and we go to restaurants i'd get big cups and i'd be like can you bring me a big cup of those cherries from the bar yeah like, oh, oh okay yeah. and she would just eat them and i thought it was so cute but jennifer's like those are covered in syrup and yeah. i was like oh you know yeah i was like they're healthy they're cherries yeah you know, like, so but but yeah she, i guess she did pretty good i, I think you, she'll you, try anything yeah she'll she'll try she'll it try it yeah, yeah. Like, that's Bo. You know, if it and stinks I, or whatever she's oh, like okay. i'll try it and yeah. if I like it, I do. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. I equate that to, you know, not to, you know, put Asians, but, my, you know, my Asian culture. Like, and then being black from the South, like, my family, like, dude, you eat everything. Like, mm-hmm. I quote Chris Rock when it comes to that shit. Like, I'll eat a pig's ass if they cook it right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? But your son, he won't. <laughs> but my son won't, right? But, yeah. you know, two families. But, yep. um, when, but so for me, you, to your point of having an open mind, like being in a household where my dad was so open-minded where we lived in other countries and yeah. he was that one American. He would talk trash about the other military guys. Is like, these fools paying in the 76 bucks for a ham and cheese sandwich. He's like, it's 50 cents for the local food. Give me the local food. Right. Yeah. You know, he was, but they come from, you know, a different background and they don't trust that. I don't trust that, trust that octopus. My dad's like, put that octopus on there. Put it on a stick. Mm-hmm. You know? Fry and that so, thing up. Yeah. Fry that joker. And so my mom, <laughs> and when my, so getting into my mom's family, it was like, you know, again, being from the South, the stuff we eat down there and the stuff that in Asia. So it was just like, open to all of it and yeah. then it's it's a bit healthy you know yeah. it's all natural at that yeah. point um so you have you have an open mind about mm-hmm. food and so i think for me yeah. it's why food doesn't stress me mm. oh. because i can switch tomorrow yeah. Now, what stresses me is when there's things that I struggle to let go of. Right. That there, I'm not going to say food doesn't stress me at all. Yeah. But it, it, I don't. I guess I don't have a. Um, the way Jennifer would always put it to me was like, 
well, you have good self-discipline. Mm. Um, and to that, I, I wouldn't say that, it, I guess, part, you know, obviously part of it is self-discipline, mm-hmm. but I could just I could just switch. I could learn to like anything, I guess, yeah. mm-hmm. because I've eaten almost everything. Right. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, like anyone else, it's like, oh man, I, I miss, you know, hot dogs and pizza mm-hmm. and, you know, Ooh, spam. I sure could go so for then, a bowl of chitlins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Watch so this. how do I fit those things into like a healthier lifestyle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the keys, again, I keep going back to what Angie said, moderation. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too much of anything is bad, right? Too little of, of some things is bad as well. Like a, yeah. a vegan diet could be very helpful, helpful uh, healthy for some people, but it's yeah. very bad for other people because there's things that they need that are not in that diet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A paleo diet, which is what I did for a long time because when I learned that you can eat meat <laughs> All you want? Yeah. I just got to give up bread and sugar? Oh, my God, dude. Done. You know, Game right? Over. And then to the, 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 the paleo philosophy fit like my Asian family and my dad's side where it was like, you don't waste any part of the animal. The oh. paleo philosophy is nose to tail. They, oh, that's what they said. gotcha. And trust me, man, Jennifer's seen what my family eats. It's nose to tail. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we've eaten the nose. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And the tail. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jen's like, yeah. yeah. So. It fit, you know, and there, there's, there was times where my digestive system was like, a lot of meat, you know, yeah. like now what's big is this carnivore thing where it's only meat, right? Yeah. I call so, that getting the meat sweats. Yeah. I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten meat sweats I have, before. I have. Really? I have. Ooh. I've gotten that. Yeah. It's, you get uncomfortable. Remember like Texas Day Brazil or, mm. you know, Barry, something like that. When I went out to Overland mm-hmm. Park for work, Barry took me to this chop house mm. and I ordered the prime rib. Ugh. Yeah, man. I whispered. So it sits we, heavy, man. So we were, we were at dinner it was me barry and this uh um this uh pr- my previous co-worker we were trying to recruit her back to be a recruiter mm-hmm. but she was like no i'm fine um so barry was just trying to like get her back and and then she went to go to the restroom and i whispered to him and i kid you and i was like barry we have to leave. I have to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I am sweating right yeah. now. <laughs> that uncomfortable when you're with people. Oh, wow. my god! There's two times that happens. There's the meat sweats and there's the liquor sweats, right? Yeah. Where you don't know if it's going to come up or down oh, when yes. you're so drunk and you're around people. But you... You, you know, you're at their house, yes. or you're at a party or something, or you're at a bar. You're like, I'm not going in that bathroom, yeah. but it's coming out of one end or the other. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, we got to bail out, yeah. sir. Wrap this up. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's get ready. I don't think I've ever had the meat sweat. Me oh, either. it's terrible. Oh, wait. It's, yes, I have. It's painful. Say, you, ha- you maybe didn't know, but yes. you know when you eat, you're like, oh. A ton of meat. Yeah. yeah. yeah sassafras. Man. Don't eat at sassafras. Ooh. Sorry, sassafras. Oh, <laughs> no. She got food poisoning. Oh, no. Ooh, that's the worst. Sorry. Man. That ruins it. That ruins anything you eat or oh, it where does. you eat. Yeah. Like you never want yeah. to. Never, yep. never. Exactly. That relationship is ruined. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Jennifer. I I, I don't need any more, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, what does does food stress you out at all? Um I don't think food really stresses me out. Not anymore. It used to stress me out a lot. Like yeah. I would get uh like a overwhelming like guilty feeling if yes. i yeah ate too much and now it's like i i think i have a struggle with actually eating that much food because i feel like i can only eat once a day yeah mm-hmm. and then i'm done i can't really eat anything more because i feel full all day right right yeah. mm-hmm. and well and that's mm-hmm. that's really? jennifer um when she lost all her weight it was at first it was um what do you what do you what am i trying to say uh not accidental, but it wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was planning on turning things around and she was going to start working out, but um, she just 
didn't eat for like seven days and lost a bunch of weight. Mm. And it was like a liquid fast kind of. Oh, and gotcha. then she was like, well, not really hungry. She's like, I think I can keep this going. And I said, well, I've always been curious about like intermittent fasting. Let's try this 16-8 thing. And then we just stuck with that. And yeah. then I said, I wanted to do it because I was going in for a physical. I said, I want to see what it does to my blood work. Oh. Right. And so then Jennifer just kept losing weight. And then I went in for my blood work. And it was weird because... I didn't. I actually was eating worse if you look at what I was putting in my body, mm. but I was fasting twenty hours a day. So it got to a point where when you fast, I wasn't even hungry. Yeah, and I was. I had then I was getting too skinny, and I didn't oh. like how skinny I was. So it's weird. I was ripped and I had abs. Yeah, but when I had clothes on, I looked skinny. So I didn't like looking skinny in public. Oh, gotcha. Mm. I, that's where my stress comes yeah. from. Yeah, so, like <laughs> my relationship food is funny. The food doesn't stress me out. My physical appearance, but there's a correlation there. Yeah, but I don't make the connection. Yeah, <laughs> right? you're like all I'm these like, motherfuckers. They take it right, me up. right. So <laughs> I and it was like you know my my pants were fitting baggies. Yeah, so my, I wasn't filling out my jeans. Just things. It oh, was a we, that's man. a weird thing to worry about. But if I took my shirt off, Jennifer's like, oh look at it. I was like, and then she took she take pictures. And I'm like, fuck, I got abs, man. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, no one's gonna see them. I'm not walking around with my shirt off. Yeah. So it was this weird. That's where I was going through some weird thing, and I was like, okay, well. The fasting, unfortunately, it's shrunk my stomach or something, and I can't eat as much, so I need to... Because when you fast, you're still... Calories are still a factor. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't... When we were eating, I just wasn't getting up to the amount of calories to keep mass on, right? Uh. So then I just started junk... They call it, like, dirty bulking or junk bulking, where you just eat junk just to get a bunch of calories in your system. So we were down to where we were eating, like, once a day, because we just weren't hungry. Yeah. And then, remember, honey, remember I did that five-day... Uh, I tried to do a seven-day... Or five-day? I tried to do five or seven days of You tried just to do five, but you made it three. Three. Okay. Almost four. Three yeah. and a half. Like, almost a full four days, where yeah. I just just liquids. I was curious. Because oh, I wasn't okay. hungry. And she did seven days. Oh and I was gosh. like, you know, let me... And we came back from Cincinnati or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm not hungry at all. I'm just going to not eat for for five or seven days. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to drink fluids. And if I get hungry, I'll drink soup or like bouillon or something. Yeah. Right. For flavor. And I, I made it three days going into day four, about 20 hours into day four. So mm-hmm. I counted as like four days. Yeah. Right? Um, and I got like lean. Right. But then I was, then I just wasn't hungry ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. So, but I would eat like the one meal. I, to get my calories up, I'd seriously eat like a whole pizza. So I wouldn't eat for 23 hours and then I'd eat a whole pizza, mm. which is like, you know, 7,000, oh 5,000, 7,000 calories. But I could eat the whole pizza and I was still getting skinny. Yo, so it was, wow. so it was just a matter of like, just going back to like, um, an eight hour eating window and then three meals. Right. Yeah. Um, but just eliminating snacks. So, the, so someone else would be like, Oh, I love you. And it was great. It just didn't fit my needs. Cause yeah. Jennifer, it fit Jennifer cause Jennifer was still losing weight at that time. Right. I think she was 40 pounds down and she was still pushing towards her goal weight. So it, it's, we just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked the health benefits cause I went in and I was in my forties and I was worried about hormones and testosterone mm. and all that stuff. And when you fast, you know, the autophagy and all that stuff, because you're not constantly spiking your insulin by snacking all day, mm. your body can repair cells and your hormone levels can go. Everything can kind of take care of itself because if you're constant, every time you eat, you spike your insulin, mm-hmm. right? And your body has to deal with the food you just put in it. So it's yeah. like, let me divert resources from over here, down here and handle this food. When you don't have anything in your system, your body's like, sweet, I can start repairing cells and doing all the things I'm supposed mm. to be doing. Mm. So that's the philosophy okay. of the fast, mm. right? Okay. That's an example of like, don't eat sugar when you're sick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. you just feel because you had your yeah you're you're spiking it and then mm-hmm. your body has to go fix yeah all right let's yeah. process this sugar instead of and healing it prolongs yeah, yeah. You, oh. so that old myth is like, just oh, eat yeah. something that that came from eat something to get nutrients into your body when you're not feeling well mm-hmm. but you could just take nutrients <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you could take vitamins yeah. or something yeah. and maybe drink some you know protein stuff mm-hmm. like that you don't necessarily have to eat but to your point I don't know why when I'm sick I crave sugar. Oh, I do too. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> and sometimes I just change. I like, oh, yeah. forget it. So <laughs> I, I'm sick already. Yeah. Right. So I'd like uh, to get. I'd like to get back on a clean fast just for the health benefits of it. Right. Yeah. Um. And we've we've been off of it for a little bit just because the our routine changed and it kind of messed everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh. But the, that's the point of me of why I did it, and I went and got a physical, and out my numbers were just amazing. Yeah. You know, because you got to think my blood pressure went down, my cholesterol. Even though I was eating a whole pizza, my body had twenty three oh. hours to oh, repair. Oh yeah, right to digest to repair, and I'm training. Yeah, you know, yeah. Burning, so you're burning it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a guy, and I don't know if he still does it, but he was super famous when I was researching intermittent fasting, and his name is Blake201 on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he became famous because he's super ripped and lean. And you see it in his videos because he wears a bow tie with no shirt on, right? <laughs> but he eats these massive meals at 1 a.m. every day. And people tune in live to watch him eat oh my God. because it's insane what he can eat. Oh, And so he it's crazy. It's like 25 chili dogs or, or massive pizza or just these these insane meals, right? Oh but he eats once a day. So he says he starts at 7 p.m. Because what people are saying, there's no way that could be 5,000 calories because it doesn't eat more than 5,000 calories, but he eats 5,000 calories every day, oh. right? And people are like, but some of the meals, it looks like 10, 20,000 calories. So one of the other doctors broke down. They were like, well, you got to understand, he's not buying this stuff from a restaurant. He makes it. So he can control oh. the calories that, you know, how, what kind of ingredients he uses. Cause he says he starts at 7 PM prepping the food and making it. Then by 1 PM he goes live and all his, all his millions of followers jump on to watch him eat this stuff. And he helps them through proving, Hey, mm-hmm. I can still have fun and eat whatever I want. Like some of the stuff's ridiculous. It was like mm. donuts with cereal on top of it. Oh and like, my God. You know, it's just crazy. Cause he's like, look at all the fun things I can eat, mm. but I just eat once a day and I work out and look how lean I am. That's why he eats with his shirt off. Right? That can't be healthy. Oh. And he, he, I don't think it's healthy, yeah. you know. But to the point of what the other doctor was saying, well, you don't know what ingredients he's using. You've learned through mm-hmm. your fast that you can make alternatives to oh, pretty yeah. much anything, right? Yeah. So oh, it yeah. looks like a pizza. Yeah. But what's the dough made out of? What's yeah. you know? He doesn't give the recipes. Or yeah. But he he says that every meal you see him eating is five thousand calories. Wow. They were like, okay, he doesn't eat for twenty three hours, and he works out. He's a you know he's he's a fit person. Yeah. So 5,000 calories is like 2,000 to the average person for him. Yeah. Right? Wow. So anyway, he got real famous and kind of brought intermittent fasting to the forefront. It's a format they call OMAD, one meal a day, right? Mm. Um, To where, again, for me, my interest in it is strictly us being in our 40s and our cells need to repair. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest fear really is low T. Not not my biggest fear. You know, we've talked about other fears. But as far as as my body starts to deteriorate as as I age... Yeah. I worry about low T because when you don't, um, when your testosterone starts to dip, it causes all kinds of things, right? Mm. Your metabolism's messed up. You're, you could have depression, all these different things. Mm. Fortunately, I've been active enough. I've been researching that through the activity and the strength and everything I've been doing over the years, like I've kept it pretty consistent. Like, mm. so I say this to anyone that's over t- late thirties or turning, you know, into their forties, like you have to stay, you can't get in shape. Oh, I'll get in shape eventually. The damage will be done by that point as far as if you are inactive, 
you know, you already started to let your tea drop when you were going into your thirties. Mm. Right? Now from a woman's perspective, it's no different. It's hormones. Yeah. You know, so that was something that we saw like Jennifer's mindset and, and all that stuff, just everything just improved. Right. And mm. then to the point of skin, yeah. right. Oh, your yeah. body, cause think about it. Your body can now repair and recycle cells Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not dealing with all this. You got going on yeah. snacking all day when all we were, we're sitting and, at our desk and just yeah. let's pop a snack real quick, eat a bit that so mm-hmm. that and I it was it was hard for me to accept because as a trainer I would tell people to eat six times a day because that's what we were told right yeah keep that metabolism going snack every couple hours yeah. right and some mm-hmm. people that is still a philosophy that some people live on right yeah. and that makes sense for someone who's who's younger and they're maintaining their mass and all that stuff anyway that's why we do uh, intermittent fasting right so that's something that I truly believe in and. I'm not clean with that right now. Let me be clear. I'm not clean on anything right now. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to go on what you guys were doing, but we, yeah. we to that point, I, I wasn't stressed, but we weren't able to pull it off. So that's why I wanted to have this episode. Cause I'm even more impressed with what you guys did. Cause we only do it once a, once a week. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We only pull it off once a week and we're working on it. It was hard. Yeah. No, you guys, was... it felt like one day you guys were eating like this and the next day we're on this fast and it was like super clean. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys get any shakes or fevers or? Oh man, I had headaches. Yeah. Headaches, you got the, the headaches? first three, yeah. four days. I had headaches. I felt like I was getting sick, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. "Babe, I don't know if this is for me." I <laughs> yeah. But then, like around late fourth, early fifth day, yeah. Um, as I was clear, like my head was clear. Speaking of clear, mm-hmm. how were those bowel movements? Oh man, they I was amazing, dropping them. They? they were smooth. Yeah. <laughs> They were, and they didn't stink. Listen, here's what's weird. They didn't even stink. When you guys told us about Meatless Monday, yeah. and you guys were on that fast, yeah. every Monday when we, Jennifer and I eat like that, yeah. Tuesday morning is my favorite day I'm in the bathroom. I'm not kidding. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I don't care about, it's I don't amazing. care. I'm sharing that. Because <laughs> I struggle during the week. That's one thing I've been worried about is changed in my, in, at my age right now is something's going on in my stomach. If I eat certain things, I, I oh. ask Jennifer, I, I, I'm to the point of almost crying. Oh, I'm so man. uncomfortable. Or if you like eat late yeah. and then you yeah. wait, you just or got just that too much. hard. Yeah. What I learned is that I had to start Feeling. taking probiotics and that helped. Okay. I just wasn't able to digest certain things anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I started taking probiotics, but the Tuesday after that Monday, yeah, the Tuesday morning is my favorite morning as far as when it comes to that morning visit to the bathroom. It's smooth. No oh, stomach man. pain. Nah, no, man. It no just, extra push. I feel like yeah. I, yeah, I'm dropping it. Like, I'm like I should weigh it. myself every Tuesday morning. I yeah. think it's, you should. It's it, But just to have to that point, like the cleanse of it. And mm-hmm. so ultimately that part of that fast was probably, you know, it's a cleanse of some sort, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's, did you get headaches or have any? I didn't actually. I, no. Yeah. I was about to say this time you didn't. Um, I don't know. I don't think you even had any, it was, it was just, probably me. It was just hard. Cause like, it's hard to explain things that you don't normally crave. And then you go on this, um, clean eating fast kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, like, the cravings are super strong. So that's the only issue I had. How long did that last? Like, a week? Or was it the whole 30 days? Probably, like, the third day. I was, like, in a groove. Things start to taste different. You crave less sugar. Right. um, Or a different type of sweetener as opposed to sugar. How did your taste buds shift? Did you you feel you tasted things more? Like like when you, when you started to introduce them, did they taste richer? Like, oh my god, no. it's no, so sweet. It didn't change. No? Well, mm-hmm. at the end, after when you switch back over, yeah, like that, start, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, cause and then you start, you're like, oh, this is I don't remember this being so sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, I mean, my, when we had coffee, for yeah. example, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your gumbo mm-hmm. when we went to your house at oh. the end of the fast, yeah. 
That tasted amazing. Oh, it made you. everything oh, else taste bland. Con- I'll tell you, man. I was but excited. our taste buzz was, I was getting excited because I, oh, yeah. I nailed that one. Yeah, I, you did. I, yeah, I was I was praising myself yeah. right in the house yeah, with that I one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I remember the one time, and I'd love to do this again, is um, when I was competing. I was sponsored to go compete in Oklahoma, and I had to lose twenty four pounds, and it was yeah. short notice. I had sixteen mm-hmm. days. And I was reading a book called The Blood Sugar Solution. Mm. And this is 2013, 2014. And it was talking about getting rid of sugar and how toxic it is and how poisonous yeah. it is and everything. And I said, well, let me just drop sugar. Maybe I can drop a bunch of weight that way. And I did it. It was a crash. It was like I dropped it that day because mm. I had 14 days, right? And I lost 16 pounds in four days. Yeah. Just no, just dropping sugar. I, so that a shows me how much sugar I had in my system, or yeah. how oh much sugar gosh. I was ingesting. Yeah, I got a fever. I got a, a not a full rash, but I got some a little bit of a rash. Um, but it only lasted about a day. Um, I got really bad headaches, oh you know, but that was probably from caffeine because I wasn't taking in a lot of caffeine. Yeah. Um, but those all passed in about a week, you know. But it, you know, I went through these waves of feeling sick and not and all this stuff. But um, about seven days into it, I'll never forget uh, Professor Henry. Was yeah. like yeah. looking at me, and he's like, "Hey, your skin looks. What are you doing? Yeah. Your skin looks amazing. That's weird for a man, not only just a man, a bare knuckle fighter, yeah. to be like, your skin looks amazing. What are you doing? You what know." Like, and so it was just there. There's there's moments when I've changed things that I can I can pinpoint. Like there was a key. There was a uh, something genuinely happened by me doing that. Like we're talking about meatless Monday when we go, uh, not I wouldn't say vegan, what like vegetarian on a yeah. Monday. That Tuesday is the smoothest bowel movements I have. Yeah. So that's something I note that yeah. I can tell you this is a reaction. Yeah. Same with the fasting. I, Jennifer and I can tell you all day of the things that it, how it benefited us and what we felt on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. This is another time where when I went sugar-free, the clarity, like just not just your skin, but I remember, and, I'm, and I, I can't explain to people, but the best way I explain it, I would say, I felt like I could read minds. Like the clarity mm-hmm. I had in my mind, <laughs> there's like, have you ever been so clear that you feel like a fog lifted? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. And I could focus. Everything just felt so clear yep. mm-hmm. to where I was like, I, you know, to the point of like, I'm almost clairvoyant. Like yeah. the, this, this clarity, I, I, I know, you know, man. and so I did it for up to the tournament and I lost, you know, the 24 pounds in, in within 14 days. Um, and then I tried to stay on it for about 30 days because mm-hmm. I love the feeling, yeah. mm-hmm. but it was so hard because it it's hard. in everything, yep. yeah. you know? So, so I thought, okay, well, I'll try to stay at 36 grams, right? Which is like two, two tablespoons is 16 grams of sugar. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I put two in my coffee. That's half. And then I started juicing. You guys remember I was juicing. Yeah. Um, and that stuff, but it was just, and then you just kind of lose track and then mm-hmm. I, it just yeah. got away from me. Oh yeah. You right? just have that one bite of like cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Or just, you just like a little ketchup here, something there. Like uh-huh. I, oh, yeah, was, I was using like mustard and, and hot sauce on everything to keep you know so i wouldn't ingest any sugar yeah you know it was it was i would love to get that feeling again that's a yes. feeling i would chase yeah you know, if i could oh, do yeah. that oh yeah um, and i'm sure i could i'm you know i, I it's just that, that that's one of those moments man of clarity where i'm like nah man i know the benefits of something if you can get off that and yeah. so yeah. seeing you guys doing it i was like i know what you're feeling yeah. mm-hmm. you know like it's it's an amazing feeling yeah it really sugar is. for sure because i remember when we went back off of it 
and just the difference. Like when we were on the fast, mm-hmm. I felt so productive. I'd pop yeah. out of bed, be ready to make breakfast mm-hmm. for Bo or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when we were off of it and I'd eat sugar, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Like drag out. I have stomach aches and all mm-hmm. that. So yeah, we you, eased off. The, I was say you guys uh, had to ease into back it. into yeah. food. Yeah. yeah. We, we didn't do milk okay. anymore. Because we didn't it, jump. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't jump back into it like we did last time. We just kind of. <laughs> Still stayed on greens, and then I think we it was like Bo's birthday when we broke his uh, broke mm-hmm. our fast, so uh-huh. we had some of his cake, but we didn't overindulge. We just right. had like a couple bites, and we we're like, "Well, it's, that's good, but mm-hmm. that's really sweet." <laughs> you know, like right. you will notice things. It, well, and I remember so, when I started introducing food back, like I loved that everything tasted sweet. Mm-hmm. Right now, you have to remember back in the paleo days before we had processed sugar, processed food. The sweet, the sweetest thing, fruit was. Yeah. Carrot, carrots were sweet. That oh, was a yeah. dessert. That was what yeah. was sweet back then, right? Yep. Um, so, like the fruits we have now and all that stuff, they you know some of that's manufactured. Did you know that um, banana that we have now? That's not a real banana. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Like they don't. That's really, a. I mean, it's, it's a real banana like, in a sense that it grows on a tree and everything. It's but it was mm-hmm. created because oh, the, yeah. real, the real bananas that existed for hundreds of years, yeah, they all were getting wiped out by a a bug or something. Anyway, what? we were going to lose all the bananas, so they were able to create this the banana we have now that basically was immune to the, whatever was wiping out all the bananas. Mm. But you can look up a picture of what a real banana looks like and it's like weird. It's like white with black mm. spots. It doesn't oh. look like something you'd eat. Jen, Google. <laughs> oh. but, and it's, but it's, the bananas. It's, yeah, yeah, but it's like look up banana. It's so interesting but they were saying it was su- it was much sweeter than the current banana. The, the oh. Banana. But um, like even I was shocked when I found out that broccoli is not Broccoli is man-made. Oh, what? now it's man-made. It's just a man. In, a, a man invented it, but it's not. It grows. You know, we grow broccoli. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. You will not. If a zombie apocalypse hit and you <laughs> had to go out and look for vegetables in the forest, yeah, we you will never in the, on the on this planet Earth find broccoli growing anywhere. Oh. It's not naturally out there. It was a, a monk, I think. He breeded to things like cauliflower something two things and created broccoli stop yeah so broccoli's man is created by man now it's oh the, my because it's breeded with two different things it's all the health benefits are legit it, it's it, still you there. grow broccoli but broccoli yeah. is not a wild thing that you but how find. do you breed vegetables like <laughs> I, yeah that is something like that goes back to the whole thing we Andy's talked about brain right yeah. now <laughs> it's interesting like i fell down the rabbit's hole because i started yeah. looking up all these things like i couldn't believe that yeah. um like the a lot of the current vegetables and fruit that we hold is like natural yeah they're natural in the sense that they're grown yeah. but they are not natural in the sense that they were on this earth oh my right? gosh we made them Right? That's interesting. But why can't we do that now? Why does why, why can't we make new breeds of great, healthy things? Mm. Like, okay, so a guy, a monk, what, 700 years ago, makes this amazing vegetable that we hail now as a healthy alternative. Yeah. And what do we do now? We make something processed. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. You know, what, instead of finding healthy solutions, right? Oh, I can breed these and make this new yeah. vegetable. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to... I'll make something process, and, and it's money anyway. That's a whole yeah. capitalism. Plus, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's also culturally because I remember when Angie and I went to Indonesia, everything was na- is, is natural. Oh yeah, so like oh, yeah. it's from the land. I remember we went and had breakfast, 
the guy came up and I think he had like chicken on his chickens on his motor, but he dropped off fresh eggs and yeah. uh, papaya. Yeah, man. But their dessert, it's I mean, you can have dessert, but mm-hmm. typically their desserts like a fruit smoothie yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah. Remember That's Jaka's right, like husband? Fruit yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. And you are just papaya and mangoes and you just drink it. And that's your dessert. But so I say that to say is like, I think it's culturally where you're positioned like Americans. geographically. <laughs> and I think the U.S. Yeah, it's a it's a moneymaker. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, no doubt. Um, so two, <clears throat> two things. Let's move on. We're going to move on to something fun. And then we're going to have so, do the fact time. Okay. Fact check with Jennifer. Uh, so check first, your glasses, real, Jen. Real quick, the fun thing I want to do is <laughs> what is the weirdest? And I say weirdest in a sense it could be weirder or nasty. Okay. What is the weirdest or nastiest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, oh shoot. Mm. Well, I mean, I know my mom tried the booty. to. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Whose booty you tried to eat? It was just the opportunity. Because uh-huh. yeah. that's usually what Shane oh, talks about. It's me. It's saying you. Oh, oh yeah. Me lick your booty. Yeah. I, I always got I was go like, whose booty is no. that? Shank always goes there. Uh-huh. It's funny hearing you say it finally. Uh, I was going to say liver. Liver? Yeah, really? my mom my mom made liver and onions, which mm-hmm. is some sort of yeah, dish. That's a thing. That's yeah. a thing. That's a thing. Mm. The way it was thing. cooked, I just I could not do it. <laughs> it's an I acquired taste. It. It's an acquired yeah. taste for sure. But um, that's the weirdest, huh? I would say that's but you, the weirdest. But you've been to Asia. That's the weirdest? You didn't play around over there, did you? I didn't you? play around. I usually okay. don't. Yeah, I don't dip they in the... They didn't bring you the full fish head. Yeah. Or, or dragon's back. Or the back. cow tongue. <laughs> Here's the dragon toe. You're like, like, whoa. No, I don't want that. That's the special? Yeah, I don't want that. Angie. I can't think of anything. Skip me, Coach Okay, Jennifer. I have never been in a, a situation to have anything strange presented to me. Okay. Oh. We, so weird or nasty. So even if it was normal food, what's the mm. nastiest or weirdest thing you've ever, you would say to your, to your adventure in life, your food adventures in life, or even just your regular life, what would you say was the weirdest thing or nastiest thing you've eaten? Mm. And it could just be like, nah, man, I had this pizza one time. It was nasty as hell. Yeah. Like, mm. I can't think of anything. I, I know. I even, I remember another one. Mm. So, um, you guys' co-worker, I won't name her name, mm-hmm. and Angie wanted to take me, and she wanted to go have tea time. Oh, shoot. I was going to mention them, too. <laughs> oh, um, I remember being in this restaurant, and it... <laughs> So first I asked, like, what is the thing to get here? Because it's, it's tea time. It's like British tea time they mm-hmm. set up. So you have tea and crumpets and crump or whatever you right, say. Right. That's that place but, that was next to Sushi Katsu. Yeah. yeah. And right. so she was like, oh, you got to have this soup. And I was like, really? I was like, And I'm just like, Nessa, like, oh, I'll try it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. When I tell you I thought I was eating a bowl of dirt. Oh my god! That, that that's me being nice. Wow. That's me being nice, and I didn't finish it. Like I took maybe two bites, and it was cold. Yeah, you were so. And weird. I just remember just wanting to leave. Like, yeah. wow, this woman just lied to me. This is a this is nasty. What was it called? I don't remember, but I just remember it was like a light brown soup with like chunks in there. Ew. And so I sipped the soup, and I didn't. It was very bland. Uh, it was almost like a little bitter hit to it, Ooh. almost. And then I was like, "Well, let me scoop the stuff <laughs> and then bite it with it." And mouthful of mud. Just imagine tofu. 
I but I like tofu, but it, it, has, like to be, tofu. But it has to be seasoned. It has to be seasoned. Yeah. Mm. And it was just and I looked at Angie, I was like, get me out this <laughs> What you got me doing here eating teas and crumpets in this nasty ass suit? Oh, like what Yeah. So that's one thing okay. I remember that was disgusting. Oh, mm. Angie, what what you got? This is not I, I some people like it, but if you open up a coconut and eat the insides of it, it reminds me of boogers. Really? Yes. I'm saying right? I, I lived off of the inside of coconuts. Really? Well, yeah, because in you, Guam they're just on the street, right? Yeah. So let's say you're running around with your friends, yeah. or you're playing hoops and yeah. you're thirsty. We don't have water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so the water's yeah. good. Yeah. So we yeah. we take a coconut, and we crack it on the sidewalk, yeah. and then we drink it, and then we pass it around and eat the coconut meat. Ooh, the meat oh. tastes like boogers to me. Oh, you know what? But. It depends on it because. So when a coconut is brown, yeah, that's when it's it's a uh, fibrous, so the, oh. the it's a bit denser. No, so, this one was like um, a yellow green. Yeah, so yeah. that's it's soft. It's yeah. almost mushy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You you don't eat them like that. Oh. <laughs> and where were we? We were in. Um, we were in the no, Dominican. That was Indonesia. Or is that Indonesia? Yeah. One yeah. of the so, trips. We went to that village. So oh. they're they're good to drink like that, but the yeah. meat inside is softer. Yeah, the water. So good. you let them get a little brown. And then it's eat well, and that's because the green ones and they're really hard to cut into. And oh. we're using our bare hands because we're kids. Yeah. yeah. So the brown one is kind of like easy to crush and rip. Yeah. yeah. And then that one, it's like the it's thick enough to where you can. It's the kind you would shred. Yeah. yeah. I love coconut. So, so that's like, the that's the kind we would eat. Uh, yeah. I, oh, so, yeah, so I get what you're saying. I remember yeah. that. Texture wise, that's nasty. Yeah. I remember that because the tour guy, he sure did. Was like, you guys thirsty? And there was a coconut tree. He just snatched two of he them and then up bop, 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 bop. Yeah. Bow took a stroke, like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is so good!" He opened it and gave us a spoon, and he gave it to us, yeah. and I was like. Mm. But I was gonna say like you can't even, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't even spoon. Yeah, the ones we eat, you can't even spoon it because it's, oh, yeah. it's, you have to like. So we cracked the shell, and you have to like bite, like scrape oh. it off. It's, it's oh. thick and hard. They probably were like, they don't know what's going on. Let's <laughs> yeah. just don't give them this. I remember that because you didn't. You you got on that. Uh, that cattle and you were plowing there. Um, <laughs> the rice field. The rice they field. They made you work off your lunch. No. Oh yeah, man! I broke it. And the she little broke thing. It. it was dragging in the water muck. Cause you know how rice fields it has yeah. to be in water, and it was dragging. Dude and I sat on pissed. it and, and broke it. Oh. And they told me to get off and get out. Oh, <laughs> he said, "Get off, get out." Because then they have, but all they have to do is just pull it up uh-huh. and then rehook another one <laughs> but it, but, but it slows their day well, yeah. down yeah. but i told him i think afterwards yeah, I when know. we left uh we had googled that whole process and we realized like oh shoot you were like standing a bunch of shit yeah because yeah. it that's where yeah. the fermentation and you don't all go, that yeah we're, my family raised did the rice fields like you don't go out there, man? Yeah, <laughs> unless you have to. But yeah, I did. I did. But I, I was about to say I did the planting. It was a cool experience. Yeah. It was super dope. We did. Yeah, when I when we were out in the village, I never. I just I saw them. I never went out there. Oh, yeah, they're probably like, oh, let's give man. these Americans. They don't know <laughs> the full yeah, experience. Man. So speaking of being in the village and being in the rice fields, yeah. So my nastiest thing I've ever eaten. Oh yes, is okay. So I was. In the Philippines, and we were in my mom's village. So we're talking village. So my, my there's a city. We're in Manila. My mom's from a village, um, Tacloban, in this mm-hmm. island called Leyte, right? So we go vi- visit, and we first get there. It's a, it's a serious like a mud road into a village with like, mm. you know, uh, shacks and yeah. everything. And like I see the rice fields. I'm like, where are we staying? You know. Yeah. So we go in there, and 
there's bamboo. The houses are made out of bamboo and the floor's bamboo. And yeah. I walk into a room, my mom's peeing through the floor. And I'm like, what? She's like, well, okay. that's how you go to the bathroom. And then she just splashed water on the floor because it's just a bamboo slats and you just pee into the ground underneath. I'm like, Ooh. what? And so I'm like, we're staying here. <laughs> and then there's like, the houses are on still because there's like rice under the house and they like put snakes in the rice so that, you know, people don't steal your rice. Oh. Right? And you know your snakes. So, you know, if your snake comes, you grab your snake. Anyway, so Dang. that's that's what I'm trying to set, draw a picture for you. Right? Yeah. I'm talking a bamboo bucket. You walk to the well to get the water. You come oh back, you know, on, on a stick, that kind of environment. So uh, we were visiting some relatives and we're sitting on the floor around this table. Yeah. You know, sit in chairs and we're eating this meat. And my mom's laughing, and they let me try this stuff called uh, tuba, right? I, I think it's tuba, tubig. Tubig is water. Tuba is like this palm wine. Mm-hmm. And so they make it from the trees around in the village. And my mom, I'm 15. You know, we're, we're there rediscovering my roots. And my mom's <laughs> like, she let me drink it. Okay, so I drink it. And I don't drink, so I was really wasted. Um, not wasted enough not to remember what, what happened, but mm-hmm. wasted enough to my mom's just laughing at me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm eating this meat because there's no, I haven't had beef since I've been there. It's all chicken. Yeah. Right. And when I asked for chicken, they killed the chicken in front of me. Mm-hmm. And that was weird. And then I remember eating the chicken. I told Jennifer, I was like, I don't even know what part of a chicken that was mm. because it was like a hip or something. It was like the weirdest piece of chicken. Yeah. Mm. And it was so small because it's a real chicken. Mm. You know, it wasn't like the, the chickens we raised here in the States. And I remember them talking to me as they're like, they killed the chicken and they're just talking to my mom and sitting there and they're plucking the chicken in front of us. And I'm like, oh my God, that, yeah. we're eating that? So I, I was just tired of chicken and I wanted meat. And so I see this meat and I'm eating it. And I'm like, oh my God, oh, so good. And my mom's yeah. laughing. She's not touching the meat. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, I was like, I don't care, man. I'm drunk, you know, I'm just eating the meat. And they're like, how some more? And they're laughing at me. With, uh, I want to say they were laughing with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. And so my mom's like, you like that? I was like, oh, it's so good. And she's like, it's like some sauce. And I was like, she's like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, do you know what that is? And I was like, no. She goes, did you see any cows in the village? Mm. No. And so there's a, there's a couple of stray dogs. Village dogs. Oh, my gosh. The dog's just walking around the table as we're all eating. You know, it's no big deal. You see dogs. Dogs are in houses, right? And my mom's like, that's dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. no. I was like, what? (laughs) So, of course, I'm like, oh, my God. So then there's this other stuff. I grab it. And it's kind of crispy. And it's got mixed with vegetables. And I eat it. It's good. I was like, okay, I'll eat this. Yeah. And she laughs even harder. And I'm like, what? You know what that is? No. No. Right. (laughs) It's the dog's skin. Oh my gosh. Like oh pig skin. Yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. So Whoa. it's just, hey, Johan or Brownie, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> that's See, what happened to Jerry. <laughs> so that's third world life. You eat what yeah. is around you. There's yeah. an abundance of dogs, yeah. right? And no cows. Yeah. So you want that kind of meat. Gosh. You know what I mean? No. So anyway. That's that's the worst thing I've ever weirdest, Ooh. and I wouldn't say it's worse because I actually liked it while I was eating it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nasty like bullet. Like I don't know if you've ever seen bullet. Jennifer's seen bullet. It's yeah. My, <laughs> well, the first time I saw my mom eating bullet. Anyone listening that's Filipino or been to the Philippines knows what bullet is. Bullet. It looks like a massive egg, mm-hmm. and the, it's a delicacy. Like there's people pushing carts around, and they'll sell you bullet, and they open it up. It looks beautiful. Steam. It's mm. an egg. And you're like, oh, you just crack the egg and eat it, right? When you open the egg, it's almost it's a, a duck that's about to hatch. 
Oh, I think we saw this on Andrew Zimmerman. Yeah, yes. Yeah. When you Google it, Bizarre you'll foods. see it has the beak and the little feathers, and it's nope. about to be like a live thing, right? Yeah. So right when it's about to hatch, they cook it, and then they see it, and then you crack it, and you eat it. I remember when I first saw my mom eating it, I just saw her crack this egg open, and I saw the like the head, and she's like, mm, and she just bit into it. And my first thing was like, did she, was it not hard to bite through? Um, but I guess it's because they're still like soft, right? They're not fully formed. But oh. anyway, it's a, it's a delicacy to Philippines. Like it's a big deal. Yeah. I personally, that's one thing I've never eaten. And I've asked my my mom, I think my sister, they say it tastes like, just like eggs. It tastes like, you know, a few scrambled eggs or something. No, you've got the crunch you know? of the beak and the... And just, yeah. make, just make scrambled eggs. Right, <laughs> right. That's what it tastes like. Right. Oh my you know, god, Like chicken or something. But anyway, yeah. but that's a delicacy over there. So that's one thing that I... I didn't, and I have eaten pig's blood, but it's because I eat dinaguan, and I don't know, I didn't know that that was made with pig's blood because it mm. looks purple. Oh. And so I'd always see these purple jugs in the freezer, and my mom's like, don't drink that. Okay, well, that looks nasty. I'm not going to drink it. Right. And it was whatever they cooked the dinaguan. Finally, my mom's like, oh, it's pig's blood. And we use it to cook the, oh, because it's super thick, so, oh. you know. Uh-uh. So no. those are things like, <laughs> and in those cultures, to your point, I Andrew Zimmerman, the uh, Bizarre Foods, mm-hmm. there was an episode where he was in this village in Africa, and their dessert, their delicacy was like this clotted blood, right? So they, oh. remember, they, they pricked the, the cow or something, and then they let the blood squirt into a cup, and the kids were all excited, and they were standing there, and the guy was showing them, and they just swizzle this, this stick in a cup. I've seen that episode. Yeah, until it thickens up, and they were just sitting, and then the kids were like all like lining up to eat it. Right, and they were oh, all excited. So that nah. was a delicacy to them. But then they tried to give them a jar of peanut butter, and they were grossed out by it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. So they were like, they tried. He was like, they opened the jar, and they were all like, their faces were, like, oh my, Ew. like, and he tried mm-hmm. to like pull the finger and like, no, try it. And they're like, and they were just grossed out, and it was all disgusting to them. Oh <laughs> As they got like blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's interesting. Did it's you interesting. Just yeah. lick the mic. I just did. <laughs> I just did a little lip to lip action. So anyway, that's that's the fun of older cultures, and, I, and I'll I'll stop with this before we go into our facts. Is that I think that the world now, like America, or even like Denver's become like a foodie kind of mm-hmm. thing. But a lot of the fusion, I think, is fun. Mm-hmm. They're bringing yeah. that stuff over now. No, we're not. No one's serving clotted blood or anything. But and you know, and I think I think there might be some swindles out there. Like to mm-hmm. that point, you just got served a a, a bowl of dirt, and they're like, <laughs> oh, and you're man. you're being told it's a delicacy somewhere, and you're like, okay, oh, it's so amazing, you gotta come because you want to be the one that hipped your friends to something new, yeah. right? So I'm sure that stuff's happening, but I think that's cool because you're bringing in like all these culinary cultural things, and I think that there's a lot of healthy things coming in with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot more vegetables and a lot more parts of the animals that we're opening our mind to that, you know, we're not just eating chicken fingers anymore, you know? Mm. So, <laughs> so I think that that's great. I think that the, the cultural appetite or the cultural, uh, what am I trying to say? Diversity mm-hmm. of the food in America. Yeah. Right. But that's one of the things I love about America, right? Is that, uh, we're a country of immigrants. So what we brought with us besides our cultures is our food, mm-hmm. which is a big part of our cultures. And in those, that, that those foods get assimilated into the American culture, mm-hmm. you know? And so like if any, all these people left, like you think Americans would stop eating spaghetti and, and pizza and, and tacos, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm saying. And I think even, even more over the last decade, even more things mm-hmm. that were maybe more, I wouldn't say private, but just were kind of stuck to, within the culture uh, a culture base yeah. have been like uh, expanded out into the general populace, mm-hmm. right? Like Filipino food. I know 
I get excited when people knew about the foods that I grew up with, like lumpia and pancit, but you couldn't go somewhere and get that. Right. Now there's Filipino restaurants and Filipino fusion, and these dishes are out in the public, and more and more people know about it when... You know, I'd be excited if I just knew anyone who'd ever tried lumpia. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I think that that's great. Yeah. So, and to that point, like these healthier alternatives, because they don't have all the processed stuff is kind of coming, yeah. coming into our culinary world here in the United yeah. States. And so um, that's, I think that's cool. Yeah. So that aside, now we got the weird food thing out of the way. Jennifer, regarding like diets, what facts did you dig up? There's nothing really interesting. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I did go down a little rabbit hole about uh, different types of diets. Okay. Um, weird, weird diets. Now that's fun. Let's do that. There's a cotton ball diet, what? which is... Oh my God, what is this? Disclaimer, don't do the cotton ball diet. It's ridiculous and very, very... Um, what's the word? Dangerous and will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll die. Right. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Do it. What did I do? A cotton ball. So you eat cotton balls? Yes. So it became a fad like, uh, I think like 10 years ago that women in um, uh, modeling to feel full, they would dip cotton balls in like juice and eat it so they wouldn't want to feel hungry. Yeah. So don't do that. No. And oh man, I lost my diet list. And then I was looking at like the percentage of uh, people that are on diets and I stumbled across um, a list of obesity in America and uh, Colorado is number 51. Oh my gosh. Which is the lowest. So we oh, have yeah. the fittest. No, we're one of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah. Denver and oh, Colorado. That's Springs. good, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, oh, yeah. like we're like one of the fittest states and we've had two of our cities have been in the top five as far as the fittest cities in the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But number one is West Virginia. Oh. West Virginia is number one now. They back when I used to watch that list, they were never even on the list. That's mm, interesting. Yeah, it's number yeah. one in the obesity rank. Wow. Oh, sorry. Oh. By the way, uh, the obesity rank. Yeah, West Texas. I thought Texas was always number one. Yeah, Texas is number fourteen. Oh, wow. they've done better. Ooh. They were they were always up there, like in the top of that list. But I thought I was pretty proud. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Proud in Colorado. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you find that weird? I want to know more weird diets. A oh. cotton ball diet? That's interesting. Yeah. So I'll give you this tidbit and then I'll find it. So okay. the number one uh, best diet overall is the Mediterranean diet. I love Mediterranean. Mm. Is that because it has like a lot of vegetables and fresh fish? Fish, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And a lot of olive oil, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> olive oil. So the, mm. the worst diet of all time is the cigarette diet. What? There's a... There's a cigarette. You just smoke cigarettes. Yeah. You just smoke cigarettes. There's a cotton ball diet. Okay, so on this other list, it had the cigarette diet. So on this list, the baby food diet is the number one worst diet. I remember that from like baby food. Like the 80s or something. (laughs) Yeah, the baby food now that they serve in the jars. Uh Even in some in the pouches that are not refrigerated Uh is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They put so much chemicals in there. Oh, Oh, wow. You're giving that to your baby. Yeah. That's bad, man. But we survived because I, I I grew off of that. So yeah, we well, we, yeah. <laughs> At least were, I think I did. We did the whole like um, cereal, the baby cereal. Oh yeah, we. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My parents weren't rich enough to. Yeah, baby. Well, I, I was. I told Ange uh, or my mom when she told me I was a formula baby. I was like, wait. You didn't give me any breast milk? Yeah. She's like, uh-uh, that wasn't a thing back You're then. A simil- yeah. simil- it's what we call Similac child. Yeah, I'm a Similac, Similac baby. Okay. 
Don't get me started on that. A well-fed baby is the best baby. Yeah, that's true. Formula mm-hmm. or breastfed or whatever. But yeah, during her generation, that wasn't I, a thing. It wasn't, wasn't a, a thing. thing. Yeah. Well, because we talked about the gener- Yeah, the, I think they were coming out of the breastfeeding, and then they created formula, and it was like, oh, great. Then that kind of took over because, and then it was mm-hmm. made to be presented to be better than breast milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they you know fortified with iron and blah, blah, so it was like. Yeah. It was a better alternative to you breastfeed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you think about historically with black women, mm-hmm. they were wet nurses, so there's yeah. that stigma behind it as well. Oh, so you got to think yeah. about that. That could have played into their generation mm-hmm. of refusing to give the nipple up or whatever. It okay, is. or free the nipple it was around that movement too. Oh, like, I didn't even know that. I'm free mm-hmm. from being in those um, feminine roles. Kind yeah, of things. But anyways, it's it's a lot. Okay, <laughs> okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a foreman baby. I had a weird reaction to Similac. And then they had to put me on some soy formula for a little bit. Mm. Uh, I ended up in the hospital and everything. Yeah, they uh, yeah, uh, they shaved. My dad said they shaved my head. and was stuck in probes in my head and stuff like that. Wow. Oh, I had shoot. a weird reaction. Then I got fat as hell. Oh. I was the like that Michelin baby chubby. Like, so yeah, cute. man, you gotta see pictures. Like, it was like you ever see like when you were in kid and you see those pictures from other countries and they have like the weird like legs. I think and- you described it well. The Michelin baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Michelin just, baby. Yeah. It was weird. Like there was pictures yeah. I saw where my legs were like super chubby and my upper body didn't match it. And then yeah. as a toddler, I had like a gut and it was like overlapping That's my, so cute, my yeah, your diaper. Yeah. He said, yeah, yeah once, you, once you came out the hospital, no. boy, you just ate and just, you just got big as hell. Yeah. And, so oh yeah. man. Yeah. So I was a I was a little chubby bunny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so any other any other fun diets there, babe? I just saw one called the Graham Cracker Diet. I could do that. I know. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think you can make a diet out of anything. Yeah, like, you can. What was the one? Wasn't there one where somebody was like not? They were like eating air. Was it was it Gwyneth Paltrow? They kind of gave her. Cra- Everyone's been kind of talking trash. I can, was, I, that sounds something. She there was like do. a joke. <laughs> there was like a joke that she said when she has cravings, she mouths like she's eating to trick her brain. I can't remember. You should oh look that gosh. up. It's just type in like Gwyneth Paltrow, like air diet or something. But like, so it's like, dude, that's not. You know, you if you're not gonna eat, you're not gonna eat. Like just yeah. have the, just have the mental strength to just not eat, but yeah. to fake like you're eating. I mean, if it works, if that gets hey, you there mentally, you know. Mm-mm. But I, I don't know. I thought I saw something where they were like clowning that, like it became a meme or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, that's really and this weird. Girl, it was like she was like fake. She's all I'm just doing the Gwyneth Paltrow thing, and she was like, oh my god, miming like she was eating. <laughs> oh, and it might be a total joke, but I yeah, I, I don't see anything. Okay, then, it, but. <laughs> I think it's out there. It's another right? celebrity. Yeah. Right, another right. That's just trying to start some, some trash talk. Yeah. But as, so to close out, I guess, if you don't have any fun things, they're like the top diets that, are, you know, you hear about now, right? You know, just now I want to be clear about something. We talked about this before the episode is that I don't view vegan as a diet. Vegan is a eating philosophy, right? Or a mm-hmm. lifestyle philosophy. And we have mm-hmm. friends who are vegans and I've kind of had a deeper understanding of what that entails as far as your choice to be a vegan, to be a vegan. Now mm-hmm. you may eat vegan dishes, mm-hmm. but you are not a vegan yeah. until you live that lifestyle. Cause that is a philosophy. So they call that a, a, a philosophy diet in the sense mm-hmm. that you, you live a certain lifestyle due to that mm-hmm. philosophy. Um, you're not trying to be a vegan for the health benefits. I mean, of course there's health benefits too, but you have a philosophy behind it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then there's paleo, which is the caveman diet, which is, you know, you, of course you cook and you use all the modern utensils and the modern versions of the stuff, but you basically eat whatever would have existed for a caveman, meat, mm. vegetables, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing that, that wouldn't have been around at that time. 
Uh, and of course, there's vegetarian. Um, then there's now what's big, what I've seen big, especially in like the fitness or the like bodybuilding world, is like the carnivore diet, which mm-hmm. is ultimately only meat. You know, you know, veg, no, no, you just eat meat all day, every day. And I think mm-hmm. Joe Rogan did it and he lost like f- f- 20 pounds, something like something crazy. But he felt like he said he felt amazing, blah, blah. Like, you know, we were talking about meat sweats and I'm like, I love meat to where <laughs> I could do paleo, right? But I love vegetables too, to where I don't know if I could just eat meat mm-hmm. for any amount of time. Like I, I kept telling myself I was going to try it for like, you know, just to see, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm. I'm sort of scared to yeah. just eat meat three yeah. times a day with nothing else, <clears throat> right. right? I guess I'd have to research it more to see if there's anything else I'm allowed to ha- take in. Yeah, but yeah, that's a little odd. And then you go and then there's keto, which is like the biggest thing, right? Yeah. And I don't know all the rules surrounding keto, um, but I believe it is ultimately no carbs, no sugar, mm. right? Which is not, which is good, you know, it's mm-hmm. good thing for you. So we've got all these things. And what you have to, and this is my two cents, and I want everyone to kind of chime in when I'm done as far as like your philosophy on dieting. Now, I believe diet to be the way you eat. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in dieting. I believe however you eat is your diet, mm-hmm. right? So I, you know, and then one more thing. Then there's the intuitive eating, which I don't agree with, where it's like, if you feel hungry, eat. That could get away from people, right? Because if they haven't <laughs> fixed their relationship with food, then that's a dangerous yeah. thing to just throw out at people. Mm-hmm. I believe in intuitive eating. Well, you know, anyway, if you have bad habits, then your intuition is you know, mm-hmm. bad, right? Yeah. Like you, you could say that about anything and bad instincts, right? You mm-hmm. make bad decisions. Well, then you probably shouldn't make, you probably yeah. should think more before you make a decision, yeah. not yeah. go off your instincts if you have bad instincts. But as far as food, uh, I, I would love to just get rid of sugar out of my diet, right? Keep my carbs low and just make healthy choices. Mm-hmm. Um, moderation to what Angie said earlier. I believe that is so crucial. I think that we overindulge, um, you look at like our portions compared to other countries, like that's been done a million times. You could look up 10 videos right now that kind of yeah. cover that. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand how to better uh, portion our food. And then just again, being just being mindful of what you put into your body. You want to understand that if you can look at food as fuel more times than you don't, because you should be able to enjoy food as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time if you get to a point where it's only fuel and you, then you're, you could be healthy and you're like a serious athlete and then that's great. Right. But you know, food is, is also has good um, connections to, to our, you know, happiness yeah. and mm-hmm. feelings. And so that said, that, that, that goes to that relationship of food. So you want to be sure that, you know, you kind of can indulge as well here and there, but within reason. Yeah. So again, that goes to moderation and portion, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like you should, uh, don't go looking for, when you look for a diet, look for something that you can live with for the rest of your life. So I just, I've said that from the get go from years ago when people ask me, it's like, don't do something that you can't sustain. You guys mm-hmm. do a 30-day cleanse, and it's because you guys know you're doing it as a fast for 30 days. You, mm-hmm. You're not saying that you're going to live that way for the rest of your life, right? But you gain some, some, some insight mm-hmm. and some habits that you, can, you carry into your health, your choices when you, I didn't know I liked this. Shake was like, I didn't know how much I liked this. I didn't yeah. know how much I liked vegetables, stuff like that, right? So that's great. So you can pull that into your overall di- lifestyle diet. Yeah. Okay? But I believe that... You need to d- decide on something that you can follow for the rest of your life, something you can do every day without a lot of stress and effort, mm-hmm. right? If I have to think about or look for certain ingredients, on, then it's going to be harder than it's worth. Now, if I'm a vegan and I, that's my philosophy and I really love it, and it's not that hard for me because I'm really keen on it, I'm really sharp, and I, I'm 100% behind it, it makes me happy, then I can live that way for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. right? Um, same with paleo, all, all these 
<laughs> all these different um you know ways of eating i'm not saying that those people can't live that way for the rest of their life yeah right but when deciding you know and this is after you get past the does it work for me as far as my body chemistry and mm-hmm. all this and stuff like that um then then yes you should be looking for something that you know really and after you've done it you're like i can see myself doing this right mm-hmm. i can eat like this for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um or you say ah I, I got to go back to like, and I'm, I wasn't really digging it. Felt good, felt good on it, and then take whatever you can, like take what's useful, eliminate what's useless, and then maybe yeah. maybe you get some good habits out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're gonna stumble, and you're gonna you're gonna try all these different things until you figure out your pattern of eating, mm-hmm. and hopefully you figure out a good pattern, one yeah. that can kind of keep you that can keep you healthy, not kind of that can keep you healthy. Yeah, and oh, then yeah. you have you can indulge here and there, you know, because we mm-hmm. all we, you got to. If you don't, then you fall all the way back. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my take on like getting to the proper diet yeah. and who's to tell you what's proper. Well, I'll tell you what it's improper. If it costs you your health, Mm. if it's putting you in a state of obesity, you know, if you're, you know, again, if there's putting your, if it's putting your health at risk in any way, shape or form, it is improper as improper diet. That's what I will tell you. So a proper diet is something where your food becomes medicine, Mm. right? That, you know, when you put it in there, it's fuel and it's medicine, it's healing you and it's sustaining you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my two cents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a whole dollar fifty. I get. Yeah. 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 Was, I got five on it. That was a five. I stopped at five on yeah, the table. Yeah, dude. I think you did it. I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah. I was just going to say in, in moderation, but yeah. Um, yeah, moderation is so crucial, and it's so, oh yeah. It, it's difficult for me still to this day because sometimes yeah. when I'm eating something, I made something healthy. I'm like, I'm going to have double because it's healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't feel too bad. Yeah. So yeah. I still, that's one thing. As much as I can control what I eat, yeah. I need to control how much I eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also the um, relationship you have or the the emotional connection you have with food. Yes. So like mm-hmm. when you, like you're going to go out to for your birthday yeah, uh, to eat, to celebrate your your birthday, so um, you want to go somewhere nice, somewhere that uh, you know makes you happy, yeah. you have fun, or when you get together with family mm-hmm. or friends, or if you're sad or yeah. if you're stressed, yeah. yeah, like what do you eat when you feel those different ways? That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Like I think when those situations, what I learned to do was it's not so much that uh, you know the eating is what brought us together. Mm. It's the eating is what I mean the the Getting together to eat brought us together. Mm, fellowship. Yeah. And then I could, yeah. yeah, then it's a matter of just the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you can change your mind to where it's not so much that food always brought me to, together with people. It's like yeah. it did to an extent, but you can change the type of food that brings you together or what you're eating in that moment yeah. and just enjoy the companionship. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So that's a good point. Yeah. The only thing I was going to say was that what I'm trying to figure out is where's the connection of this obsession around food in our culture and just try to really figure out why certain foods make you guilty. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. So I guess if you're considering a diet, like what is your drivers of why you're wanting to do the diet? Mm. Are they because of what you see? Because I feel like media definitely influences everything Mm. that we currently eat or do with our bodies. Well, not just straight media, but social media. That that mm-hmm. too, one hundred, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that obsession of wanting to be this video girl or whatever in your mind of the perfect body image mm-hmm. might be. So that's just where I'm at is just really trying to figure out why I'm obsessed with the amount of food that goes through my mouth, as mm. opposed to, like you said, is it fuel? 
for the and that which is what it's supposed to be for. And yes, enjoy it on our celebratory, you know, those celebratory occasions or whatnot. Right. But just really think about what are your drivers? Is it because you want to be super, super tiny or um, and you want to look like the girl that you see on Instagram or whatever? Like just really think about your mental health around it and try mental to really, health. Yeah. And just 100%. figure that out. Yeah. No, Angie, that's 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 such a big. That's, no, that's that's awesome it's because well it's said. so important, yeah. right? Yeah. And your mental, it it just sucks that there has to be so much stress and mental yeah. um, anxiety around something that you know a yeah. should just fuel us or make us or it should be you know, enjoyed, make us happy yeah. or enjoyed, right? Yeah. So if you're one of those people that you know you're a super athlete and you take that serious and that's the priority and you yeah. seriously can just eat to to fuel yourself. Then awesome. That's you know you you enjoy that. But if yeah. you enjoy food, and all, it should just be that simple, I guess, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to, between what you and Jennifer both said, there's yeah. the relationship and the correlations we yeah. connect. I think we have to reestablish those yep. drivers and those connections, right? Yep. And re you have to rewire how you view that, yeah. right? It's not that food brought me, yeah. You know, the the the, the get together brought us together, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and there was food there, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. so. Uh, or to your point, exactly. What are your drivers? And if yeah. your health is, is is prevalent, there's this book, and I can't wait to read it. And I just put it in my queue last night. It's like, it's kind of a dark title. I'm scared to order because I, you know, I'm superstitious. <laughs> but it says it's called "How Not to Die." That's um. basically what it is. And he and it's a doctor, and he breaks down like food and our yeah. relationships with food. And you know, he doesn't talk about any particular diet. Yeah. You know, he just explains. You know, from a he goes, you need to view food as medicine. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's how it can be, mm. you know, and I was reading reviews and it's people like who had serious illnesses and like read this book and it turned things around for me. And I, you know, th- th- all the medicines I was on weren't working. You know, you see that all the time, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like if we can just get the right things in our body or get the right things out of our body. Yeah. Yeah. As oh, far yeah. as like what we're putting in our body. Right. So. There's in, so that go all that goes back to your drivers. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So so you and Jennifer hit it on it on the head. That's mm-hmm. awesome. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So so anyway, that was this episode was like it was kind of all over the place, but in the same vein of just talking about diets, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I hope it was helpful for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that we are. Let me be clear. Okay. <laughs> we are not nutritionists. Mm-mm. We are not doctors. We are not experts in this area whatsoever. These are all our opinions and our uh, experiences mm-hmm. right uh, if you have like medical stuff man you need to go get that looked out and if looked at excuse me and if there's something that you can change in the way that you eat or just in your kitchen and whatnot that can make you better there shouldn't be a lot of confusion about it but i i you know i understand the emotional and the mental um walls that have to be kind of broken down and stuff like that but Remember that it is our mind, mm-hmm. right? And we can wire it however we choose. It's harder for that to happen. With uh, It's harder for some people than it is for others. Mm-hmm. But I believe that once you establish that it is your mind, right, and you wire the paths and, and the connections, then I feel that you can really shape it in the way that best benefits you and the people around you, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll end with... I saw that with you guys. I saw that with us, us mm-hmm. especially over isolation. I saw, I've seen so many strong relationships mm-hmm. and families grow together and grow healthier, shockingly, mm-hmm. in, an, in a situation that would have and, and did break a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've, we've covered the numbers in yeah. previous episodes. I didn't think because I guess the people around me were doing well, but then there's so many that have suffered so much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, uh, I hope that when you're when you're looking into how to eat, you just choose what what can be good for you, but also stress free. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I, I can't. I, I don't know. It, it's a hard line, man. It's because it's it's so different. It's so different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. But but you get but you know some battles are worth fighting. Mm. Right. Food and, and is one. Food is <laughs> what you put into your body. Mm-hmm. You know? As far as we know, you get one. You get one shot at this, man. So you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't put, you don't put cooking oil in your car engine. No. Right. You go and you get decent gas. Yeah. Or, or high end gas, depending on what you're driving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, take better care of your car. <laughs> this eighty-seven, real quick. Right. You know. <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes I remember. Yeah. It was like, I, I only put ninety-one in this ride. Oh. You know, premium octane, fuel injection, <laughs> cleaner. You know. I, yeah. All that. Just, I just, know. just, just think about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Does anyone have anything else? No, man. All right. This is a lot yeah. of fun, Angie. Thank you so much. Yeah. It is always a pleasure having you. Thank you. you. Very exciting. Okay. And uh, we thank you guys for listening. Please be sure, if you haven't already, if you are enjoying the podcast, guys, please give us a review. We really appreciate it. Our website is up. Jennifer, shout out to Jennifer for getting our website put together. So we're very excited about that. Go, Jen. And uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unrequested. As always, you didn't ask for it. But you got it. I nailed it. I killed it, man. I almost I, lost it. I was like, how yeah. are we going to end this? I, I was I was working around it. Yeah. And that, that was that was smooth. Maybe maybe it'll be better if I don't celebrate after, but I get so excited. When yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I, I threw a knife through that in the wall. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and as the old saying goes, bye. bye.